Before I became a patient of Temesco Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free. Temesco Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief. I just called the number on their website and a Temesco Wellness specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temesco Wellness from seed to display. And we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Temesco Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of life. Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And this is the Geek Town on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm feeling it tonight. Bop with me. Uh, uh, uh. Even Johnny got into it. That's what I'm talking about. Hold on. Tom, man. No, I said bop with you. What? Stop. Stop. Goose I got I to gotta rein it in. Goose I'm happy Fraba. to see everyone in the house, y'all. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me is the newly minted Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Yeah. No, so I was trying trying to figure out if you took the lady's name. Black Adam Willis. (laughs) Yes. No, I didn't. I took my name. You're not doing the uh, the hyphenated. What was it? It's Winchell. It was Wentworth. Wentworth. Wentworth Willis. No, no. It's just Adam Double W. Willis. Now Adam Double W. I did. I did get married though. Yes, you did. I did. So adult. Over the past week. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, good sir. Congratulations. And it was great to see you there, my friend. I was happy to, to be me. involved, it really dude. Did. It was a wild party. And by the way, it was uh, there's a great video of, of me walking off uh, from the yeah, off into the sunset, and then I stick out my left hand, <laughs> and then you smack it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And in solidarity, that is yes, correct. Ex- exactly. All right, yeah. and not to be outdone, the man who just released his opus to the public. Just Johnny. Oh, you. What, what, what's this look you gave? He's like, who the f- Oh, you're talking about me. This guy. I was wondering what the opus was. You're, you, well, okay, we want to tell the people what, what the opus was. I think you just released. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Johnny working on stealth mode, uh, stealth mode projects. Yes. Uh, but just to say we're very happy for him and, mm. the, uh, and the achievements he's made so far. Not many. Okay, stop. Stop <laughs> it right now. All right, and of course, keeping us sounding amazing over there, we have Trigger Happy Tom. That guy. All right. Sorry, right, man. We, we, we know when it counts. You're always there. I'm here. I got your back. He's cocking yeah. it back. You heard him. Mm-hmm. All right. We have an right. action-packed, fun-filled show for you. Man, lined up tonight, we have the new Matt Groening show on Netflix, Disenchantment. True. I yes. got the peep it. You got the peep it. I did, yeah. Johnny was like, what? Screw that. I don't like cartoons. Well, I think he checked it out. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, that, that, that's yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy. All right, also, dude, I got to peep this movie, Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. And you thought you knew Rich. I thought I knew Rich. You thought maybe Donald Trump 
is the kind of rich you know a-hole that exists out there or maybe oprah is like you know those those heightened levels of rich you know bill gates even you know even, uh, yeah. uh yeah rich rich upon those rich are the standards rich. yeah you you hold rich yeah too. they cannot hang my friend really no candles are held towards any of the asians in this movie they, this is an all asian cast they are well. we built a country rich all right <laughs> And and it was and it was beautiful because and this is a movie that's doing extremely well. By phenomenal! The way. It's yeah. almost tripled its box office. Yeah, it's, uh, box office almost tripled its budget. I can't wait to hear your review. Oh, you are gonna dig this! I'm actually surprised you didn't see it uh, uh, up until now because it's very it's it's very old Hollywood the way it's right. shot. You know, and now it was just and one I didn't really... see it honestly because of its trailer. Trailer and the way it was, and the way it was presented. So I'm excited to see that you've. Watch this movie, and well, you're gonna I will give bring me it down movie. for you proper. All right. Yes, Crazy Rich Asians. Which is what I need. Mm-hmm. And then, man, I got to check out something that actually speaks to the old school nerd and me, because um, I used to read. Well, I've already read comics, but I used to read um, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not comics, and that was like a really cool right. thing. I, I was I was really into, and no one else was. I'm like, dude, you, did you know that uh, back in the days, the Wolfman was really this family, this this guy with a condition of uh, a hyper hyper trichin hyper trichinosis. And, and you know, hair like the people that stuff. watched uh, uh, a red weekly world news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the you know, we thing. all got pushed into the mud and our lunch money stolen. Yeah, it was a bad, it was a hard life. It was a hard life. <laughs> it was like six of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're bringing it back, my friend. Yeah, we God. got a preview of the new uh, graphic novel coming out next month, uh, and I have all the, the geese are taking over. They've got a proper review mm-hmm. of it, dude. We'll let you know what's good, what's bad, what's happy, what's sad, and what you can expect. And then not to be left out in the cold, shivering. Alone, wanting for a crust of bread or an apple slathered in uh, cheese, or exhuming some corpses. I'm not touching that one. That is uh, gross. What you do in your private time is on you, sir. Harvesting flesh. Oh, that, that's that's TMI. Just Johnny has the inside stuff on Graveyard Keeper. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's jump right into it head first because Disenchantment. We were talking about this before the show. Actually, it's the latest um, animated TV show. It's on Netflix. Uh, this one in particular is from. Um, Matt Groening. Matt Groening, yeah. Yeah, you said Groening? Groening. I say Groening. I thought that too when I used to see the name. Um, thank you. When I used to see the name uh, uh, actually written out, I couldn't pronounce it Groening. The show's been on, The Simpsons has been on the air since I was. Okay, first of all, let me. Uh, Simpsons has been on the air since I was about 10. Right. Let's put it in perspective as to what we're actually talking about. We're talking about the new animated TV show that's from the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. And Futurama, yeah. Matt Groening. He started off as a really popular cartoonist. Yep. And then he made his way into television with what became one of the most popular. Had moderate success. Moderate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of people liked his stuff. Couple, yeah, a couple of people. By the way, the, uh, Futurama actually did have a lot of struggle, even though it's one of my favorite shows of all time. But it's like they hated that show so much at Fox. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it aired at like 8 p.m. Yeah, it got and then a they lot had like a, They had like a commercial. It's like the fun starts at 9 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like an hour after they premiered. But well, it also struggled with like which audience were they targeting? You know? Right, like, who were they trying right, to reach right, with right. this? Well, uh, Disenchantment I think has those same growing pains. Right, you got to think about it in terms of um, it's a Matt Groening project, but it's also an animated show. But it's also yes. a Netflix animated show. Right. Like, what's going on here? And one thing that I really got was um, it has all the earmarks of a Matt Groening show, animation yes. wise. But the comedy was more along the lines of like a Futurama type, uh, type, type. Yeah, but it still missed a bunch. You know what I mean? It's it does hit on those Futurama like tropes, mm-hmm. 
in terms of like where it's placed like has a lot to do with it where whether or not it's the future whether or not it's the past in this in this case well that's not necessarily a bad thing though no it's not but it, it it just it's not as sharp as the other uh, as the other series. No, but then again, what is? Correct. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll talk about Disenchantment. Disenchantment is a story of Bean. Bean is a young princess who she's not disenchanted with her life as a princess, and oh, I'm just so bored with being impossibly rich and such. No, she's just like I wish I could do more drinking. Right. And plain and simple, she finds ways to do more drinking. But not like a bender type drinking. Which no, 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 no. Hers, like, hers is a much more controlled, much more alcoholic involved. Uh, much more of like a human dependency. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you want to switch headphones with, with our man there? We were just joined by special guest Joseph Bellamy. Hello, hello, good evening. Welcome to the Geek Down Joe. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you for walking in about 15 minutes late. Come on, man. Come on. What's going on? Sorry, I'm a bass player by trade, so... That's, that's no excuse. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's not, and I do apologize to everybody for my unprofessional behavior. All right, no problem. We're talking about Disenchanted, the new Netflix show by Matt Groening. Were you a Simpsons fan back in the day? I was. Um, I got to be honest, I fell off uh, into the double-digit seasons. Uh, um, what are we talking about? We're talking then um, Monorail? Are we talking... Yeah, Monorail was probably the last time... Monorail was probably the last time I saw something on The Simpsons that both had me thinking... Mm-hmm. Had me laughing, uh-huh. and didn't have me feeling I'd seen it before. Okay. Matt, Matt Groening's a really capable creator, but I think one of the things I've gotten out of Disenchanted is speaking of Monorail. Matt's got a track he's on. Like the first thing that struck me about this was there seems to be a there's an irrepressible Matt Groening positivity mm. in even his most like satirical stuff. He's still trying to to bring you a shine. Um, and I, what I think the, the biggest difference for this one, to me, is that this is the first time we've seen him go long form arc. Okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing though? Um, well, I don't know. That's, that's sort of the question, way, uh, question raised because I, I, I find myself saying like, if it's, if it's gonna be what Matt Groening does, which is eventually give you a shiny smile, mm-hmm. am I waiting on like a, uh, Am I going to be waiting three, four years, three, four seasons for what's going to ultimately pan out to be a gag I saw coming or a right. feeling I saw coming? Well, see, that's one of my problems, too. And I noticed a lot of that in Futurama, but Matt Groening himself, I've always thought was like over the hill because those first ep- few seasons of the, of, the, of the Simpsons, they had the pepper. And mind yeah. you, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give the wrong impression here. I'm not going to uh, review by, by uh, comparison. I, don't, I right, really hate right. that. Uh, I just need to put things in perspective because we've got a long history with this man's style of comedy you know mm-hmm. and going from way back in the days it's easy to really get enamored with the characters because back then we're talking like 20 plus years ago they were unique uh they pushed the envelope all that stuff was really interesting and it was all new yeah. because at the most for prime time animation uh you had um you had uh, uh the flintstones yeah in in, you know? in rerun and you, your parents had to explain half the jokes yeah because uh, they were adult jokes for the 60s i don't know who groucho marx is when i was seven right. you know that, that that took a lot more time and a lot more wedgies yeah. you know but it's like after a while you get into the spirit of these things and matt graining was catering to that yeah. and when you were of that mindset it was all in but since then we've had other creators like really step in and step mm-hmm. up Mm-hmm. Uh, the and step over. We can expect, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, this does take a lo- long time to get into as well, because you think that I the the major had... drama of this show is like the father son or the daughter son, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the contention between 
them to. And it, it well, takes the daughter father, you mean? The son yeah. is just this. He's like this third wheel that's yeah. just there to, to to show. Okay, well, I'm fat to get up in the yeah. corner. If anyone needs me, I'll be eating candy. Yeah. See, yeah. now I. So it takes about seven know. episodes, though. You know. It, it it took me less than that to get involved, but I again with the long long form arc, yeah. I don't know that that's all the the the, the print the air prints right. is going to end up being. Uh, okay, now see what I'm getting is I think you all were far more into this than I was because I fell off with it once I realized um, it's the story of this girl she doesn't respect her father. Okay, well I guess the father didn't you know do anything to try to win her back it's like no the dude got his own agenda and we get that the whole time it's not till you get towards the end that you see maybe that agenda is a little more benevolent than we're led to believe but by then it assumes that we care about these characters far more than or at least from my point of view far more than we actually did mm. and i was talking to you before the show about uh how uh I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna spoil a little something for you it had the audacity to end on something that really only uh it really assumes that by the end of this, you're going to be all about these characters. Right. You're going to be deeply invested in their storylines. Right. And I'm like, you, how, how dare you? No, I, 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 I am offended that you would think, you would, you would deign to, 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 to put these emotions, to project uh, uh, those on my personage as a viewer. And mostly because I felt so you? let down. Absolutely. Come on, man. No, I felt let down, like, right. completely. Right. Because I, I didn't go in expecting the world. I know it's a Matt Groening project, but he didn't write the whole thing beginning to end. No. That, right. Yeah, he hasn't written anything himself uh, for possibly 20 years now. But his know? production fingerprints. Okay, so, well, so yeah, you're talking you about falling off on it. it. He got to roll no, no, down I'm not, his I'm talking, money to sign I'm a talking, check real I'm quick. I'm talking and beyond and, that, though. And, and it, was, it was some of the things about the show that bugged me. Okay, lay it on us. <clears throat> Um, so now I'm really invested. Well, you think no, no, you didn't not, like? Go for it. It's not. It's not. It's. It's. And again, I. I won't say that I got invested in the characters, oh. but what Graining did manage to do was, uh, um, you know, I, I have uh, uh, some background in, in creating media, and I started looking at it as a writer. You know, I was. I. I'll be with you. I, I'm, I'm with you that I actually stopped enjoying it, or really caring around the third episode, but a whole other kind of interest cropped up, and I was like, what is? he doing and what does he think he's going to get away with um mm, okay. in a big in a, in a big glaring one for Schadenfreude, me I hear. right a big glaring thing for me was the entire dankmeyer concept because think about this within a couple years of being hit with major shade for the apu character mm. you know he does an entire culture that is asian stereotypes mm. with slavic uh accent stereotypes mm. And clearly set up to be the different colored non-human other versus, you know, those. And like, was, I'm watching this going like, because I think that this is the is the legacy of Matt Groening, I think, really, is racism. And no, well, well, yes, I we're think, putting it out there, y'all. I know. I feel like in, in, in retros in, in full retrospect, whenever he's done doing what he's doing, mm -hmm. it's what's going to be said, I think, is, wow, this amazing creator, this guy that really could capture hearts and minds, hit so many really tone deaf notes and kept hitting them. You know what I mean? Because like, and I, I get a lot of people saying like, oh, well, you know, uh, it's funny, haha. -ha. But like, I'm not exactly sure that that's where our culture's at anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of what I saw in terms of the gore and whatever was, we're talking about his audience. I feel like he's reaching for the Rick and Morty market. Yeah, that's the thing that tied back into the Futurama uh, uh, relations for me. It's like, I see these types of humor, these types of humor um, uh, stunts when it feels like they ran out of good ideas for the story. So they throw in some like really hackneyed gags. 
you know, and I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to want to want to bag on this too much because I didn't hate uh, this series, but the whole thing was it felt like uh, a project that couldn't get away from its origins, you know. And I was really hoping for something new. And it doesn't have to be everything. Doesn't have to be like yo, fresh and unique. Just tell a good story. And it feels like they really cheaped out on the story itself. That's what really bugged me. If we didn't mention it before, um, it's the story of Bean who's trying to um, uh, trying to buck her role as the um, expect she's expected to be the really demure uh, uh really to be the princess, princess basically you know what i mean mm-hmm. supposed at to least marry upright. The, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's yeah. going to at least coherently speaking yeah mm-hmm. she's going to uh, uh enter in, into an arranged marriage that's going to be the uh the uh the thing that brings several kingdoms together etc cetera, etc cetera. and she's like no nah, i just kind of want to go drink and party with my friends and her uh, friends, of all, course, all is this, this elf that escapes his elf life, and yeah. this demon that just pops up. I'm so in disappointed life, yeah. in Elfo, man. They paint Elfo like he's oh, all the other elves are all about candy and their and their happy, fun, Loompa Loompa esque lives. I want to have adventure. I'm badass. I'm gonna go do stuff. It's like, okay, cool. I like this guy. Let's see where he goes. And then he spends the rest of the series just being a punk and a um uh, a foil to every like cheap gag that they yeah. can throw in there. But like he was as, like the as, bad comic relief. He as, was very as tough loose as he was though. Talent. Is is the Lucy character constantly shooting at him because it's like so if you have this if you have this obvious weak straight man, mm. you know, then how good is your jokester really? And yeah. honestly, like the Lucy character, and again, you, I, I like I, I didn't hate it. This is it's not voiced bad by, uh, television. Voice by Eric Andre. Yeah, Voice no, by that, Eric that, Andre. That's what I did. I did hate. Yeah, done Completely. better on Big Mouth. <laughs> I, yeah, yes. You know, if you're gonna give me a, well a demon inside a teenager's head, give me that. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Then it didn't go nth degree enough. It didn't, and you but know, the, it but it's really great. But it's them trying to. Like this is the thing. Like I think that the people involved in this project think mm-hmm. that they are pushing their own limits. I think that we're going to see something we've not seen, which is long form character development. Mm-hmm. Which I'm praying is why all these characters feel so light right now. Is is that they're they're meant to meeting up over time, maybe. Um, so that and that's something that that Graining and company haven't done. And as someone who's always been a pioneer, and and I think everybody can agree, some of the shine came off in Futurama. I think there's this there's this sense of let's go further, but they're not quite sure how far everybody else is already well, that's gone. The problem with Futurama, <laughs> they wouldn't let it die, and I feel yeah. like this might be one of those shows. They had the a story they wanted to tell. It was just funny. Futurama was just funny, and the thing is, they told the funny stories that they wanted to tell. It's like, cool, we end it here. But they and had they, so and, many and, characters and, and, that were like you wanted to follow as well. No, you wanted to follow as well. Like, I was you didn't sat- want to follow I, I, I was satisfied with the first finale, and then they had the second finale. I'm like, damn, okay. At the very least, you know, they came with it. It's over now. The third finale, I'm like, are oh, you freaking kidding me? Why keep bringing this back if you're gonna end it? And they had like. That's the studio's fault. That's not the. uh, No, I I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, don't keep trying to squeeze blood from the stone, you know. And I feel like uh, disenchantment is headed down that road, you know. I I got, I I personally got to give this thumbs down, but I want to hear what Black Adam Willis has to say because I feel like we've overshadowed your opinion. And I do like this, and I do like, but it's it. You're right. It's like it's not the same thing it's not like i didn't enjoy it the same way i enjoyed futurama mm-hmm. i didn't it, it didn't have the same jokes it didn't have the same like feel and it feel like they were stretching it out a little bit so i'm gonna give it a thumbs down as well mm-hmm. oh really? just, yeah okay, absolutely. that's surprising that's surprising. and i did like it but I just i didn't i didn't think it was gonna last three seasons 
you know and yeah I, I get that sense too they're really trying to force that second season exactly like, it, and like I felt it was stretched even at like seven episodes you know what's, so. you know, you know what's messed up it's, yeah they're probably gonna get that second season yeah they probably like, are like tons of folks you had the numbers on this oh it's yeah. already it's already greenlit man they're already yeah I mean they got like two million viewers for the first season and like it, it is a decent show yeah, but, but like that, I just don't think the jokes are there. I just don't think the the quality is there that that holds up to what Matt Groening's done. Yeah, I'll be perfectly so, honest with you. If if it wasn't the Matt Groening show, if his name wasn't attached to it, if this was just any random show, uh, I mean, same script and everything, just any random show that ran on like Cartoon Network, right? Even uh, even ran on Netflix, it wouldn't get anywhere near uh, the attention, the views, or the any kind of accolades. Uh, we probably wouldn't even. I kind of just judge it by like when I'm watching it. I'm like ten minutes in. If I'm checking my phone, like it's probably not that important. Yeah, I'm, and I was I'm, doing that a I'm lot. Disappointed man, brought me down. Yeah, reduced Johnny to tears. Yeah, I was crying. I'm saying right. <laughs> all right, so all right, so Joe, you're the, you're the definitive. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, and then unto Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, is there such a? Th- I, I, this is it's gonna, a thumbs is up. Is a thumbs down. There you is no thumb hard, sideways. Make okay. Decision, man. All right, I'm I'm gonna have to join. I'm gonna no. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna buck on this. I'm what? gonna buck on this. I'm gonna give oh, it. A, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Want to thank Joe for his last appearance ever here. On the right. Game. Well, well, hey, you know, <laughs> right. no, without, no, no, without no. descending a pin, then how do you have conversation? No, well, tell us. I'm what, glad what, you what, actually. What gave it I'm giving it a thumbs up mm-hmm. based on um, I know that that graining even at a at a an outside connection mm-hmm. is good at what he does, even if he tends to overplay his things too long. You're not wrong. I'm wondering. If his answer to, geez, my last two huge series ran so long that people got bored, what if I intentionally design something that's supposed to go long? Or better yet, only go short. Three seasons. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a thumbs up as a beginning rather than a thumbs down as a whole experience. All right. All right. I think you might be a little too cockeyed in your optimism, but that's actually that's a fair, that's a fair point you made there. All right. So two thumbs down and one surprising thumbs up. But if it gets better, I would be very happy. By Man, the way. they already lost me, dude. Yeah, I'm right. just saying. All right. I'm All right. still going to check it out, but like, I would be Black extremely happy. Forever hopeful. I am. Glass half full, Willis. Oh, my God. I love Futurama so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much. It's such a good show. All right. Well, it's not over, my friend, because now I got to check out a movie that I am so damned impressed with. And it's not just me. The is entire it? world is crazy for those rich Asians. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are. Yeah. They really Talking about are. Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. the new uh, the new movie based on the book by Kevin Kwan. This actually made a huge splash. It came out in 2013. Yeah. And people have been trying to option it since day one. Yeah. And what's really big about this is uh, Kwan, the the original uh, author, yeah. he gave the rights away for a dollar so that he could retain creative control. And I don't blame him. If you know the backstory of this, uh, it was really popular even before it came out. Some, um, what do you call it? Some advanced copies. Uh, were released to a few folks in Hollywood. I'm not sure if it was with the intent uh, to get a movie made, yeah, uh, or just the intent to like really push the popularity of this book because um, you know people believed in it. But uh, it got into the hands of, of 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 a few people like early, early on, and they wanted to make it a movie. The problem is uh, he was getting all these notes back, and this was before the Scarlett Johansson business. Before, the, right? Uh, they were talking. They were, they wanted to whitewash the cast. Right. Well, you know, we'll sell more tickets worldwide if we have Bruce Willis starring right. in it. No, well, no, no. More likely to have like uh, Scarlett Johansson probably play. Yeah, don't, do don't do it! Don't do it! Yeah. Because it's not her fault. I, you know, it's not her <laughs> fault. Not she's her. an actress. She's got to work. Yeah, she's taking jobs. Yeah. Well, they, in this one, they did not do such things. Okay. Right. Constance Wu, mm. Michelle Yeoh. 
Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, all in this. Aquafina, who's been, uh-huh. I think this might be her second movie. She's a rapper. Like her breakout stuff, yeah. Yeah, she's a rapper who uh, hasn't hasn't really gotten that great um, that great uh, reviews press. All right. Uh, lately, her first role, I believe, or at least her last role, was in uh, Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Which everyone's like, Aquafina. What kind of a name is that? <laughs> who is this? Who's how they gonna put her in the same picture as Sandra Bullock? America's sweetheart, Sandra. I've never considered Sandra Bullock America's anything, but no, Aquafina does a good job in here because I think now uh, this is a role that caters to her personality type. Yeah, you know she's uh, the goofy friend, but also a sympathetic character. When you know her, her, her homegirl need he need, needs her to have her back, so right. you know she's there and she comes with it. I'm like I was I was actually really impressed with that. And I'll tell you the story right now because it's a ro- it's a romantic comedy, right. which I know Adam you're crazy about. I am actually. Okay. All right. Um, all, all the most surprising, actually. We'll we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But it's the story of uh, one woman she's dating. Uh, oh, she's a col- she's a college professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just game theory of all things, and she's dating a guy that she doesn't really know much about his uh, background, his life outside of their relationship. Okay. You know, just knows. Yeah, he probably does something for work. He's not broke. You know, he doesn't seem to be Seems like, like a decent guy. Yes, right? like yeah. a decent guy. Just, you know, hardworking. Uh, he's nice. He treats her well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not an a-hole. All right. They have a good time together. And that's pretty much it. They've been mm-hmm. going together for about a year. And he occasionally talks about his family. But it's this like, seems like the, they exist. You know, I like him. This they seems like, like the Asian, my big fat Greek wedding. Not quite. It is like mostly about a wedding and the interesting, quote unquote, family, uh, familial characters. Mm. But this is more directly about um, the dynamics of uh, where she comes from and where he comes from. Okay. And we talked about this earlier. Both Asian, though. Both Asian. Both Asian. Both Chinese. And everyone in this, everyone in this, in this, uh, in this picture was Chinese. Everyone except for these two dudes in the first scene. Which in which Michelle Yeoh pulls the most gangster, uh, yo! I I I I I was just like, I see what's happening. As here. she should. This is injustice. That is wrong. I've been there. I've had these. Oh, she, oh, she did that. Oh, 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 I'm dapping up people in the theater. I don't know because it was just like it was it was it was that it was that gangster where it's like she laid out some folks. I want to spoil it. I won't spoil it. But this but is a big just, hit, it's, it's, by the way. This is like a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, people people love this movie with this good is, reason. Yeah. It's a simple story about just a girl meeting her uh, her boyfriend's family for the mm-hmm. first time. They're getting pretty serious, and he's like, I feel it's, I think it's time that you were exposed to, you know, the other people. And she finds out that they're not, like, comfortable. They're not wealthy. They are, like, blind, stinking rich. Mm-hmm. Rich, like, uh, we have molded and constructed a, uh, a, a a small region of this planet rich. Right. And it, it it's mind-blowing because they really went all out to present this. Like, it has an expensive-ass budget, and I'm pretty sure they didn't pay any of the, any of the actors. That went to uh, getting these, like, ridiculous locations, uh, the costumes, the sets, everything mm. uh, uh, was just lavish. Sure. And I yeah. mean, the fact that I'm watching the movie, like, holy crap. Like, I'm not, not like there. I, I, you've hung with rich people and just been like, wow, you just got to just go and drive out in a Lamborghini just like that. <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm going to take my bus pass to the corner. Mother, you know, <laughs> that's just but, all you can do. Right? Yeah. I'm sitting there in the movie having that same feeling creep up like it's just a film. Right. It's just a film. Just yeah. bring it back. We got that jealousy deep. I, I, it's deep. It's yeah. Pavlovian, man. I could, I could, I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't get away. 
but right. uh, but no, that that's just a testament to the filmmaking here because it's a story that wouldn't seem like it's that easy to actually make into right. a film. Right. You know, uh, I mean, the story itself is just a girl meets her. You know. Or, well, that's uh, kind of what turned me on when I saw, but like I said, the, I didn't see it because of the trailer, and I was like, okay, this crazy rich Asian. Yeah, you know it, it's it, like, it why like would I want to watch that? It has nothing to do with me. Yes. you know what I mean. I'm well, that's why they made it. <laughs> well, correct. Yeah, but they still want to well, make money. No, correct. No, that's you're a good point, though. The representation yeah, in this yeah. was is 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 noticeable from like the very first scene, and it's beautiful because this is uh, a proper uh, right. Asian production. Right. And I mean, made from like you know, made in the Western world. I'm I'm really hating these terms I'm using. Yeah, no, but just to put things and you're in right though. But and, not, and then when you say it, it's like you say it, and it's yeah. not exactly what you would because because pay attention I'm, I'm, to. I'm an but, ignorant Westerner talking right. about these things. You know, you're not wrong. now, now yeah. in a half field when I, I hear like uh, folks on IGN talk about Black Panther, it's like you know, it's it's really great to see that the um the African American populace really has some representation. And I feel you, brother. You know, black power. I'm there with. I'm like, I'm, I'm at home listening. Like, why? That's exactly it. That's and I feel like that's how I'm exactly coming it. across. But um, it's it's important to point out this is the first like all Asian proper all Asian production from the West right. since uh, Joy Luck Club, mm. and that was dude, how long ago was that? It's like the early nineties. Yeah, Joy Luck right? Club was forever ago. Well, it's like when they do. It's like uh, when you have like a gay cast where it's like The Birdcage, mm. which was an incredibly successful film. Yeah, it's like why haven't you done that again? Because starring that was a, two non-gays, extremely successful movie. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, it did. Yeah, but Birdcage didn't didn't have a gay cast. Nope. Nathan Lane was gay. Okay, the that's one, that's a gay one, actor. Yeah. That's a gay actor, but it was like a gay uh, movie. Uh, I'm talking like a predominantly gay movie. This is not the hill to die on, my friends. We're talking about crazy rich Asians. And one thing that really uh, surprised me is Michelle Yeoh has been doing a lot of uh, non-martial arts work. Michelle Yeoh uh, really like uh, uh, became world famous as a martial artist. Mm. In this, she plays someone. She's the antagonist. And what an anti dude she is she evil she is the the, the mother okay. or soon to be mother-in-law yeah, yeah. uh but she is just heinous and Michelle Yo thing, i know the world's from, been uh, kind of waiting for her to come out too she she comes out of the um like jackie chan chalian fat and uh several of the other luminaries of martial arts films she comes out of the peking opera training which means singing dancing comedy and drama are all actually in her background it's just the only thing she ever got paid to do is kick people's butt on film. I right. did not know that, but yeah. she's done so well at kicking people's butt. I want to see that. Sure. You know, Absolutely. and, you know, to be honest, she did none of that in this picture. But the way the character is painted, I wouldn't have been surprised if every now and then someone caught a slap. You know, it's just it just it just seemed you like right a side kick with her to the chin. You never know. Yeah. She Absolutely. starts off with you really liking her in that first scene. And then when she becomes the antagonist, the pro- you know, proper. It's just like it's just it's just honed so perfectly, right? Like there's some there's some real life like like it seems like smart here, casting you know? actually. You know Absolutely, I mean? dude. I love like, that's what couple, you're waiting for, but actually you're getting something else. A couple of scenes in this picture, it's like you think, okay, she's gotten over that whole like angry, just spiteful mm-hmm. uh, phase where it's like now she's getting accustomed to you, so she's having this heartfelt speech. And you know she just live there, and then and then she'll just like crush, and then like comes (laughs) out, and then like ends with like a final statement that's just so cutting, so so like hate filled, and but but like classy, Mm. and subtly so. It's becoming of a woman, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm just like wow, you are just evil, and I loved every second (laughs) of it. I'm surprised. I'm usually really not 
right. uh, into these types of no, movies. No, you're not. Rom-coms aren't my style. It's not my speed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go in with any kind of bias against this picture. I just went in thinking it's just going to be another rom-com. I'm probably not going to be really able to relate to any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, The best I can hope for is this won't be terrible, you know, and I'll give it an okay review. But I walked out like this was a really deep story, intricate story. The acting was was top notch. The acting was just above and beyond mm. from everybody, including your boy Ken Jeong, who even it's though not he my was, boy, but yeah, I like you. Know, you, I mean, <laughs> you always on, do. You, you hating on Ken Jeong? I, no, I'm not, but I, I do enjoy him. All right, Joe, how you feel about Ken Jeong? Um, I would have to say I'm not familiar with his work. Ken Jeong, um, he was. Uh, have you ever seen uh, any of the Hangover movies? Oh yes. The oh yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That guy. Okay. Um, Sorry. He's definitely in this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ken Jeong is surprisingly good in not just the comedic roles that you know he's going to be there for, but there's a part. There's a part where he has to be so sympathetic. Really. And it was. It's a. It's a. It's a short scene, but it's just like. Dude, you nailed it. You can actually do this. Um, what? Uh, what? I'm, I'm Talk about someone that people have been waiting to see come out <laughs> of, of what? No, no, honestly, it's of what, of what yeah. we know them best for. I mean, like, like, for, like, honestly, yeah. when I said, "Oh, I'm not familiar with his work," because I'm thinking community, and right. you, you know what I mean? Yes, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, right, oh, yeah. wait, right. Oh, he's got a name because I, I keep thinking of him as Senor, whatever that you know. But that's one of my favorite things. Where there's it's Adam Sandler, whether it's Jim Carrey when they're doing these movies, and yeah. it's like they're 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 against cast you know against type i really enjoy when they can actually nail it well, it's, it's, it's few and I'm far still, between i'm, I'm, but, I'm yeah. still i'm still i'm still a little sour on adam sandler yeah i am too but he still did punch drunk love yeah that's, yeah that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but like it's weird because punch he got he felt like he had like a license to start making these weird off the walls and not one of them had what yeah punch drunk love but they didn't have uh paul thomas anderson either so hey man lightning still strikes occasionally that's all i'm saying it's like you got to have the director, you got to have the uh, the p- person overseeing your work and everything like that. So if Kim Jong can do this for this movie, oh, you know, good for him. If this opens up another well, avenue I like for his him. work, you like him as a character in this picture. He plays Aquafina's father. She's yeah. she's the 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 rich college friend of our heroine of of Rachel. Uh, character's name is Rachel Chu. Mm-hmm. She's the uh, she's the uh, the main character we follow in this, uh, played by Constance Wu. And Ken and her her friend her college friend is Aquafina, hmm. and she knew as this was my rich friend. She was kind of crazy. We hung out. We did all this wild stuff, and then uh, I'm gonna go uh, catch up with her while I'm in Singapore. Hmm. You know, uh, for my uh, okay, for my boyfriend's uh, brother's wedding, and then crash with my best friend so I can meet uh, the stepmother and just a lot of back and forth there. Yeah, yeah. and then she goes to her for a friend's house and just. It's a big house. Yeah, it is a it is a rich people's house. Right. It is nothing. It is a shack compared to where uh, where Michelle Yeoh, where her boyfriend's family lives. Right. So this 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 movie keeps showing like rich stuff, and then blowing it out of the water, and then blowing that out of the water. They take you on this nice boat ride early on, and then later on they have a bachelor party on a freaking tanker ship. Well, that's been it's privately where... optioned. Or so, you kind of reevaluate your your own standing. Yeah, uh, every one yeah. of my choices ever in life was yeah. immediately immediately yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, being reconsidered. But right did the characters yeah. do that in the movie? They they, they do, um, which is good and bad. It made for a lot of uh, overbearing uh, emotion at mm. times when I felt it felt a little forced. Mm. Um, but that was mostly in uh, the boyfriend considering. Well, did I do the right thing introducing her to my family? Right. I want to marry her, but. It's like, yeah, no, if you want to marry her, she has to meet the family. She's going to be one of them. 
you know, and and I think they really tried to force his conflict because right, his right. conflict um because he part comes of it, from extremely rich family is that what it is well not just that he uh part of it is like is, is played off screen we find out that there was this whole uh, uh turmoil between him and the mother where he was going to come back but uh he decided not to and stay in america and that's when he met her and right. the thing is um we're meant to assume that the mother assumes that she's one of the reasons that he uh, uh for lack of a better uh, uh a way to put it put, turned his back on his responsibility mm. for the family and it's like what we that's all like I, I'm, I'm i'm making leaps in here yeah like none of that was laid out in the story you just kind of like said that inside the conversations and if i wasn't like really into this as much as i was i may have missed all that so it's not infallible it's not per- it's not like 100 percent perfect spot right. on but uh, beyond that i had a great time watching this it's a it's not a it's not a new story but it's done so damn right. so well. why do you think it was so popular uh i think it's so popular because um not only is it a uh uh uh, a story that appeals to like various different types of audiences, mm. but also it had that um, it had the representation that's been lacking right. uh, for a long time in Western sure. movies, where an entirely Asian cast and it wasn't done up for any kind of uh, any kind of uh, spectacle. Right, I remember it was done I reviewed it was, it was done like a, was the really Mermaid well. or something like that. It was it was an all Asian movie and it? like it, no one was talking about it, but it was like the number one movie in America. What was it? Yeah. What was it? The Mermaid or something like that. Yeah, yeah you would yeah. you would talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I, we that. Reviewed I, it on the show I, I hadn't heard like about it until you reviewed it on the show. Exactly, but it was still like one of the number one or number two movies in the entire country well, because it I'm was an entire Asian cast and it was released there. But it was like, why is this movie so popular? It's like this is America. Yeah, it's this one, one of those tough like. ones, man. Yeah. Well, I got to give this Crazy Rich Asians a, 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 a just a hard thumbs up. Just, right. just, just. <laughs> I was so damned impressed with it. Just right there. And dude, I highly recommend you. I'm see gonna it fire like whoever's doing the the trailers for these movies. Because <laughs> you know I mean? I'm still influenced by that stuff. I was part of I a think chain. A lot of us are. I was know? part of a uh, chain online talking about um what movie had a great trailer that then disappointed you when you saw the movie right. itself, which is like all of them. I remember In Bruges had an awful trailer and just misrepresented the movie completely. Yeah, and when I saw it, I was like, this movie is so good and so brilliant. I was like, why did they have that trailer that just misrepresented this whole thing? And I would submit I would submit arachnophobia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, I would submit hereditary. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it looked like, yeah. well, you know, grandma's dead and she's haunting the family. No. No, that's a thing. That, you know that, what I mean? Sometimes they, they, sometimes they nail it and they, they sell a the movie really well. And sometimes it's bad, obviously. So Tremors. Like, yeah, Tremors. but sometimes Tremors. they oh, really sell a movie, and it's 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 not it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they misrepresent an entire movie. That's like this is the best movie I've seen this year. They do that a lot, and it's not, dude. What we I talked saw about in last that thirty seconds. You weren't show. here. Animal Man. Yeah, made it look like if 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 Ronald McDonald was a Deadpool type character. It's like, <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting. It's a movie about yeah. playing cards. Yeah, not just yeah. about playing cards. Playing rock paper scissors. Yeah, with not cards. Good, right? Not good. The garbage is stuff you remember. Garbage. Yeah. Oh, and math, and math. and a whole lot of math. You know what the kids really enjoy these math. days is Ronald. Sold it with a trailer. Ronald of a Reagan and math. A, a, a assassinating. They're gonna uh, line up for this thing. Yeah. Gangsters on a train. Oh, so bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad yeah. All right, we're getting a little off point here. I want to turn it over to Joe. You got to read a comic. Uh, yeah, it was the. Um, it was the. Um, Preview issue for a uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not comic. Yes, it was, my friend. Coming out next month. They premiered this at Comic Con. Dean Kane in No, Dean Kane is no. not. Stop. Although, stop. You stopped that right. I'll, I'll, I will come right off the bat and say that 
the narrator. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have preferred if they if they licensed Dean Cain's face. What's Dean Cain? What is Dean Cain uh, no. doing now? You want um, yeah. drugs? No, no, no. no, no, no. He's a cop. Dean Cain is doing. Uh, Dean Cain has become a police officer. Wait, now is he? Is he, is, is he a real? Not playing cop? a cop. Dean Cain has a become cop? a police officer. Or Steven Seagal, real? Uh-huh. Cop. Steven Seagal is also a real cop. Steven Seagal is a fat joke. Wow. All right. So tell us about Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, it's. Okay, is about because <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, here's the, here's the thing for me. Yeah. When I was a kid, I grew up watching the original Ripley's Believe It or Not uh, program, yeah, so did I. and um, you know, I've never actually had the chance. I never had the chance to go to the one that was in uh, Myrtle Beach, um, but I've, I've been told you know it's a great spectacle, etc. Um, and this is this doesn't appear anywhere on my resume, yeah. but um, I happen to have been born with a pretty odd physical deformity. All right. And so. But we can all see the wings. You're not hiding it. Well. Thank you. <laughs> Trust me, they're angelic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not really into the into the premise of Ripley's Believe It or Not because it's it's okay. essentially the longest running freak show. And, and you it, have a problem it, with that? that I, have, like I have a problem with that whole with that whole thing. I'm, okay. And and so that it made it hard for me to enjoy the comic book. But I, I, these are these are panels from the same work uh, uh, that we have up here. That we and, have uh, showing up on screen. And, um, and the the it nothing really stood out to me about the art. And as it happens, the intro story was one I already knew. No, oh, really. Um, okay. Well, you hold. You can't fault it because I hey, I've heard of this story before. Well, it's no, but it's, well, it's one thing is Bat Boy. Like, you might, you know. It was yeah. actually it's 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 the it's the it's the original uh, werewolf oh, man, the, well, the original right. Wolfman story. Right. Which I will give them this much credit: they couched it as the real life basis for Beauty and the Beast. I like that. I like that. It made it seem a little more. Uh, family friendly, right? A little, and 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 a little m- more modern too, given yeah. that they just redid the movie and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it, at first thought, I'm like, did they choose this because they know everybody's going to know it? Okay, even if they did, um, it was it was cool to have that little that little sort of factoid, like because mostly if if you if you've watched the shows, you know it's like it's just like and then this weird thing happened to this person, so and so got hit by lightning, got shot in the head, and whatever. Um, but they also give you new factual stuff that makes you interested, and that's in what her. that's what this issue did. I I, I knew about uh, uh, tri, uh, what is it trichos? Oh, no, uh, trichinosis. Uh, trichinosis. I uh, know it's not trichinosis. It's, um, it's, damn it. it's the it's it is the disease, the werewolfism disease, and right. it's yeah. it's a very long collection of syllables. Lycanthropy. It's not actually lycanthropy. <laughs> lycanthropy. That's that's the that's the Latin folklore name, but it's there's an actual disease. All right, T R I C H, and then from there on. T R I C H alphabet. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that part about it. But I didn't know about there having been you know uh, a person taken into the, the French royal court who had it, mm-hmm. and and it was that it was that new yeah, yeah. historical context that that saved it for me. And if you're into that sort of thing. Right. No matter how I feel about the freak show aspect, if you're into interesting chunks of history, this will be a fun comic. It's not particularly okay. super illustrated, not particularly well written, but it does it does offer uh, you know little new new little things to chew on about new little nuggets that yeah, you can yeah, that you can enjoy. Sure, sure. All right, well, this is an upcoming graphic, so do you think that would be enough to carry it into a pro- into a full graphic novel that people will uh, invest money in, possibly subscribe to? Over the course of a few months, I would say yes. All right. Um, I'm giving. I'm, I'll, I'll give it a I'll, personal considerations aside. I'll give it a thumbs up as as a work. All right. Because yeah, I do think it's going to be. Um, it it'll it'll be fun. Yeah. 
Because I'm, I'm the kind of person that, like, I don't know if anybody else, I get I fall down wiki holes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go rabbit holes right now. I actually we, have we, a friend that <laughs> We lost Johnny the, uh, for a month and a half. Right, <laughs> Deadspin wiki. Uh, and wiki this, is, this has that feeling of, like, oh, wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And if they if they put out a, a dense enough collection of information, I guarantee you're going to find people going like, "Oh, yeah. well, this got mentioned here," and I wonder if it's, you know, it's, it, it has that aspect. Well, to I it. do the same thing. It's like, wow, what what can you produce for me that I've read a thousand times before? It's like, mm. oh, let's check it out. Let's, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. well, I didn't know. Th- there was a lot of I had a lot of moments of well, I didn't know that. Right. right. Like how many children this one particular person had, or, or <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and that he was that he was believed to be the progenitor of the whole. Which this is something I find weird. The, the 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 book concludes that he's the first person and descendant of everybody who has it now. Mm-hmm. Which I'm a big comic book nerd. That to me says everybody else has a genetic trait. He had a full on mutation mm. that that so far somewhere. as we know didn't exist before that. Gangsta. That's that's kind of right. That's gangster. Yeah. That's that's history, not like right? oh my middle toe is as long as my big toe. That's I've got hair all over my body. That's, <laughs> right. that's deep. Right. No, they did not <laughs> pass it on to your children. You know? That's right. <laughs> Genghis Khan and this mother. It's called hypertrichosis. Hypertrichosis. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Wait, I want trick triskaidekaphobia. <laughs> Don't think me. Fear thirteen. Think cool. I want coolrophobia. Fear of clowns. See, I call that good sense. The first perspective of the fear clowns. What was uh, it in the no. shadow of the movie? Uh, like Genghis yes. Khan comes out the the, the silver. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna close out. I don't I don't mean to shortchange you, man. We're gonna give you yep. as much time as you need. All right. Well, let's talk about Graveyard Keeper. This is a new game out from Tiny Build. Uh, by, from uh, Tiny Build, made by uh, a Lazy Lazy Bear. I think they're called. All right. Lazy Bear Company. Well, uh, Tiny Tiny Build will get a more press. I promise. Yeah. So, uh, Graveyard Keeper, this is a... The Graveyard uh, Keeper! <laughs> a, they dub it as like a, a poorly done medieval graveyard uh, keeper simulation game. And that's, that's a pretty good way of putting it. It's, it's, sort of, it's a 16-bit style, very much pixel art uh, influ- uh, made game where you play as... For whatever reason, they have this really weird start where you're actually someone in modern day who gets hit by a car and is now in the afterlife, but the afterlife you stumble upon getting becoming a graveyard keeper. Okay, so that, so that's it, the it, opening it, sequence that's like completely unnecessary to the story. It's not a Makes coma no game, sense. though. It's uh, You're actually dead. You are dead, and you're trying to uh, resurrect yourself or... or Come back to life that's, during your yeah. time. Well, yeah, that's uh, the storyline for yeah. uh, my boyfriend's back. It's also the storyline <laughs> for Down to Earth. I think yeah. I think there's overlap yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so that, that's well, isn't that creepy? Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. So so this game is really more like a Harvest Moon style game or a Stardew Valley style game, where it's all about you have a homestead, and it just so happens that your homestead is right beside a graveyard. Uh, that is dilapidated, and uh, as you wake up, you're sort of told by this talking skull, "Hey, you gotta. I'll tell you how to get back to uh, your real world time uh, and and period. In order, but in order to do that, you gotta give me a beer. And in order to get me a beer, wow. well, you gotta bury this body that this dead body had just arrived. In order to bury this dead body, first you gotta, uh, you know, perform an autopsy on it and then extract Who's this its flesh. Giving you menial tasks. Help me get yeah. home. It's just a talking skull. Yeah. Also, That's why it. does he have like all the information? What kind right. of Rolodex he got? No, no, sorry. Continue. Yeah. He was popular. Though. Yeah. So, so th- 
through just a series of weird characters, you're sort of slightly guided towards becoming a graveyard keeper in this medieval fantasy world. There's a talking donkey that is uh, tasked with delivering fresh corpses to you. And when you uh, say medieval, is that like set in the old world or is yeah not high fantasy very much like medieval dark ages uh one of the first things that happens in the storyline very early stuff is that uh a witch gets burned at the stake and oh, is wow. surrounded by a whole bunch of townspeople uh, uh a cleric uh or bishop or whatever his yeah they his didn't title have hbo is. back then man. and no, he's like he's like burn this heathen and you watch and he's having wow. as that's happening he has a side conversation with you, but like <laughs> almost nonchalant kind of manner. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no yeah you don't want to go against yeah. us. You don't want to be a heathen or anything like that. And if you uh, get on my good side, uh, good things will come to you. Almost like saying, like, I am the I am the guy that you I am. Right. The, I am the guy that yeah. you have to go through. So they did have thing. HBO standing for Heathen's Burn, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like a uh, if you take a Monty Python uh, dark medieval comedy style uh, humor, very much dark comedy. That, that's what this game has sprinkled all throughout. And there's like some really weird, dark, sinister, quirky stuff that's happening. Wait, you mean a game called Graveyard Keeper? Yeah. Is dark? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Who saw that come? Because part of the quest line, part of the opening quest line, is you have to take the flesh that you're extracting from these corpses. And then bring it to the t uh, to the local uh, tavern and sell it. Yeah, you had mentioned that earlier. That's awesome. so damn creepy. Yeah. That's it fantastic. Is. But but no, there's but I don't there's be this butcher. But there's like this bureaucracy involved where not just anyone can sell meat. You have to have the official, uh, I guess, uh, kingdom approved stamp on the meat that it's says FDA it's approved okay. Human meat. Yeah, exactly. The FDA approved meat. Not human meat, just just meat. It just, just has to beat. have the stamp. Once it has a has stamp, yeah. they're willing to take it in stock and start selling it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So you have to go on these roundabout quests of uh, trying to acquire stamp and interacting with all these other weird Tom, I think NPCs. I just became a pescatarian. Uh, and all the while, uh, as these different tasks are coming up, they're giving you sort of like sub-goals and sub-things to sort of uh, uh, do. But you can also figure out other things that you can do. So you can do this whole farming uh, mechanic that's in the game. You can go out mining, you get a sword that you get from the blacksmith, and you can actually go out and do some combat uh, related things. Uh, and there's this, there's many different uh, systems that are involved. There's like a durability system, major crafting system that you typically get with these kind of uh, games, but there's a crafting system involved. Uh, there's even sort of like a civilization like tech tree. And the tech tree uh, you know how in the Bethesda games, like Skyrim, uh, typically the, the Elder Scrolls games, where if you do something, you gain skill points along the lines of what it is that you are doing. Mm -hmm. They have that in this game where you're earning three different sort of, uh, I forgot what they call that, maybe research points uh, based on the three very specific tax, uh, tasks, uh, whether it be... Uh, a mental, I think they call it mind or mental, whatever it is, it's the purple coin. Uh, whether you earn points through that or earn points through the red, uh, the red one, which is sort of more physical labor stuff, or if you do the farming, the more dexterous green thumb type of thing, so, you're earning so research me, let points let me, let me get, on get each of those then. things. So you're dead. You're dead, but you resurrect uh, in this medieval world. Of course, yes, yeah. um, naturally, you know, like, you, like do. you do. Yeah. Yep. And the way you actually get ahead is performing menial labor 
and um, just running errands for people. Uh, right. Could be oh, like and, 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 update and, bodies, or yeah. it could yep. be yeah. And vending necrotic meat. Yes, Meats. and and you can uh, so as these skill trees uh, exist, they're they're in like different categories. One of them is sort of doing autopsies, like like and just going so full you're, blown. You're like yeah. Scully from uh, X Files. Uh, <laughs> just one one aspect. Yeah, you could play as season three Scully, yeah. through season seven. That's all she does. Yeah. by the way, you and know, as you. Yeah, as I'm, you, I'm, think, uh, I'm thinking Johnny's never been never been happier <laughs> playing a game than he was playing this. Well, it's fascinating because as you sort of tech up in that tree or in other trees, but specifically now because it's, it's so always a weird, weird word, by the uh, way, you can start extracting like more intricate body parts and the process of extracting these body parts you have to do it in a correct order where okay first you have to drain the body of its blood then you have to extract the fat from the body sure. then after doing those two things you can get the flesh from the body then after that you can start doing uh other things. If I you am get so disturbed by how like comfortable you are. If, if you try dummies, extracting yeah. the skull beforehand, like that's a no-go. You'll end up messing <laughs> up some of the other organs. So yeah, there's like this this process they have to do in order to heart exhume a body. And by the way, uh, by exhume, I mean you can actually exhume. So after you bury stuff, or wow. even even in the graveyard, there's some. Uh, it's sort of a little bit dilapidated. One another one of your tasks is to sort of pretty up the graveyard. Wow. And there's corpses there already. And you can so exhume these corpses. Too? You, yeah, you can actually plant flowers. Oh, wow. You can pretty right. up. You can create these uh, 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 finer, uh, mm -hmm. finer crafted tombstones. So mm -hmm. you start off with like wooden tombstones, and you can upgrade to stone and then marble. Uh, right. And then you can even right. exhume the bodies and collect stuff from those bodies. But in order to exhume a body, you have to go through the bureaucracy of getting the paperwork first. Right. Right. And after you bury a body, you get because it is paperwork. a process. Yes, it yeah. is. It is a process. All it right. is very well, much well, a process. When, when do I get the wheel of sword and like? You know, kill a zombie or something. <laughs> as soon as you talk to the blacksmith, it, it all—it's sort of the game gives you all of the many different things that you can do. You can do fishing and stuff like that. Uh, you can uh, harvest berries, farm, as I said. Uh, you can do all of these things almost from the get-go. After like the first probably about fifteen minutes to a half hour, you're pretty much open to everything. And it's really the only thing that blocks you from doing things is the uh, the research tree trees that you have to sort of unlock. By doing so, uh, some of the lesser tasks in order to get to the other one. Uh, there's a whole slew of problems though with this game, uh, and these problems are very much related to just polish and the lack of final polish quality. And there's a whole lot of bugs in this game. And there's a whole lot of uh, issues of streamlining and making sort of uh, the player aware as to what they need to do in order to achieve certain goals. I kind of got a little stuck. Uh, where I was trying to craft um, better tombstones, and I didn't realize that in order to get craft a better tombstone, I had to build like three or four different devices that had to um, uh, tool sort of workbenches, but they're not workbenches. They're, there's different types of uh, workbench-like things. Mm -hmm. I had to build like a bunch of those different things, and build each of those built subcomponents that would then eventually combine to a bunch of a series of other components that would lead me towards the better tombstones that I actually needed to pretty up my graveyard. Uh, and none of that is there's no like easy way to figure out how to do those things. There's also like graphical blemishes that are in there. Um, is there a problem with like getting the actual instructions on performing these tasks? Is it pretty much like a yes, there trial is. and error thing? It, you have to figure it out. You have to sort of go through things and sort of try to keep track of. Uh, you'll 
I mean, it's all baked into your menu system, but your menu system isn't designed in a very intuitive way, and it doesn't provide all the information you need that tells you, okay, in order to get this thing, you need to go through all of these other things mm-hmm. below it. And there's a lot of steps you have to take in order to get to the ultimate thing that you want to build and craft. Uh, it does uh, let you know through the tech tree what uh, what tools and workbenches and what things you can craft, but it fails in sort of leading leading you, uh, letting you know like the subcomponents that you need. Once you unlock the ability to craft it, it doesn't tell you the thing, the subcomponents you need in order to craft it until you actually act, go through the process and start to figure it out. And you have to kind of bounce through a couple things. There's there's other like, uh, what's the word? Sort of like glaring. Uh, not glaring. It, it's sort of like uh, glancing. Like making it easier on life. Like uh, there's a there's a phrase for it, but. Um, Assuaging convenience items. Can, yeah, convenience, uh, convenience for oh. pl- play, convenience sort of thing. Luxury mechanics where uh, if you put stuff into one chest, one one uh, trunk or, or one box uh, to store away, uh, and there's a bunch of different boxes littered throughout your homestead environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to another box that's all the way across the map, they're not linked. So you actually have to go to the the one box that you put all the stuff in and extract those things. And if you store it in another box, well, now you have to go all the way over to that box and you have to walk all the way over there. school. You were spoiled by games like uh, 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 Skyrim and Fallout, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Link the storage. Mm, Jack. They need need to link the storage. There's there's a lot of things like that, a lot of just areas that need to... Quality of life improvements. That's the phrase I was looking for, quality Mm. of life. It's interesting you use that phrase because I have a a non-gamer question because I'm... I, I'd say I was all thumbs, but that would probably make me a better gamer. Yeah. Is it not possible that some of this was done intentionally because, well, you're dead and you're in some sort of a hell and you're trying to work your way out and it's not supposed to be easy? Uh, if, if it's in, you know, if Doubtful, this game wasn't know, going the, uh, the dark humor route, um, I would say maybe. Uh, these types of games are made to be, to have the quality of life improvements. And they're not really made for, like, for like uh, being ultimately punishing to the player. These, this is not like a, a Souls-like game where it's like, you gotta get good. It's it's quality of life. Like There's there's nothing about getting good when you have to run across the map to pick up the stuff that you need. Right. Uh, I, ultimately... I feel, like, I feel yeah. like I know which way you're gonna go, but... Yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down, man. What do you what do you got? Ultimately, I'm giving this a thumbs up. Oh! Who, yeah. The way you gushed over this, I didn't... <laughs> oh, blindsided! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going yeah. thumbs up. Right. It's it's a it's such a weird, quirky game that there's nothing else out there like it, and that's what gives it the thumbs up. Otherwise, I would give this a thumbs down because there are bugs, and once the bugs get fixed, and once the quality of life improvements get added into there, it will certainly be worthwhile. It's a twenty dollar game. It's available on Steam. It's eventually it says that it's on Xbox One, and I checked, and it, I I didn't see it there. So it's probably eventually going to come to that. It's probably going to come to a bunch of other consoles and whatnot but right now it's on steam uh you probably better off waiting for a sale or waiting for uh the developers to make the improvements the very much needed improvements because this game was uh taken out of the oven a little bit too soon but it's still cool if it's your jam if this type of weird dark comedy is your jam this will You'll get some good kicks out of it. It's yeah, actually nice. I've, I've never seen this dude smile so hard. <laughs> right on. Uh, I mean, I mean, Johnny is just an angry, angry, angry man. 
And and he just sat here like, and then you could do this, and then yeah. you could do this, and then you could all do this, and then you sell the dead body meat. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this has been the Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show. I apologize we got a late start, but we still got all that goodness to you. Mm. If you like anything you heard on tonight's show, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or also, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at slash the geek down, on Twitter at at the geek down. Find us on Instagram, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. We are all over the mother. Hopefully, you're checking us out. And if you also want to see our smiling faces, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash the geek down. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Mr. Willis, mm. Adam Double W. Until next time. Yes, Until sir. next time. I want to thank just Johnny. Yo. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Tip Joe Tom. Woo. I want to thank Joe. Thank you, sir. Right. I, can't, I can't hide it. We'll air high five. We'll air high five. Yes. All Damn. right. I want to thank you, wonderful listeners. If you like anything, you want to check us out at geek-down.com for all the latest and the greatest. And the social media links are also in the available, in the, uh, the available in the about section. Until then, we'll catch you next Monday night right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Before I became a patient of Temesco Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free. Temesco Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief. I just called the number on their website, and a Temesco Wellness Specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temesco Wellness from seed to display. And we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Temesco Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of life. Are you a band or artist in need of an hourly rehearsal space? We have what you need. Here at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts, we have a back line of drums, amps, 32-channel PA, and most of the gear you will need to get your show on the road. Our stage lighting and pleasant atmosphere makes for the perfect place for any artist to get creative, and you will love our competitive prices. So call Mary Lee at 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com. Come rock out with us at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts. Call 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com and book your time slot today. www.uglyduckstudios.com If you ready, that's on you.